0: Of your seats, and wonder and say hi to someone that is okay. Go and do that now. Okay, Let's say good morning to somebody. Good morning. Good morning.
1: good morning. good
0: morning, Yeah, very good. Thank good morning. Good morning. all right? Yeah. All right. Good morning. Good, morning. good morning. Sarah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, this is brilliant. I can sense some joy in the room. This is excellent. Okay. Right, fantastic. Look in this way again for me, please. Good morning. My name is Sam. This is Sarah. And um, together we're just going to bring a short thought this morning to share with you. Now, it's quite a dull time of year, isn't it? Quite cold, the nights are getting shorter, okay, but luckily we've got a day coming up that we can be really excited about. It's a day um, when everything might change, when um, we've got some decisions to make, and I am of course talking about election day. Who's excited? (laughs) Anyone excited? Yeah? Just a few of us. Election day, what an exciting time in our country's calendar, when finally the decisions we make will unite our nation, and we will no longer be at each other's throats, Uh, we will not be divided, we will be one nation, okay, Um, we can hope. But actually, there is a link when I'm thinking about election day, that's how we choose our leaders in our country, isn't it? We think about the party that we like, or probably the party that we don't like, and that influences the way that we vote that's how we choose the leaders that run our country and sometimes we are affected by their policies their ideas and their thoughts sometimes we're affected by their hairstyle or the way they talk to people or the things they did when they were a teenager okay there's all these kind of factors will start being churned up in the media as we head towards election day but that's how we choose our leaders and we're interested today how does God choose his leaders because actually that's a very very different picture now, I'm not saying that our democracy is wrong or the way that we do things is wrong. It's, and I'm not going to be political this morning, okay? This is an apolitical zone. Okay, but actually God does choose leaders. And we're going to be focusing this morning on the story of how David was chosen in the Bible. And actually it was a really key time in the history of God's people They'd been saying to him, we want a king, we want a king, we need an earthly figurehead that we can look to for leadership. And he's thinking, really, do you really need a king? I am God after all, I'm probably enough for you. But no, no, they wanted a king, so he gave them a king, and they got Saul. And Saul started out well, but as you may know from the scriptures, Saul eventually turned his back on God, started doing things his own way. So the new selection process began again. And God spoke to Samuel and let Samuel be the voice that would help him choose the new leader. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Sarah, are you going to come and read the first bit of our Bible this morning?
1: Okay, so... As Sam said, um, Israel have got a king. They've had Saul, but he's turned away. He started making choices that weren't what God wanted. Um, And Samuel, who's the prophet at that time, um, is feeling really sad about that. And he knows that now the time has come for Israel to start looking for a new leader. So it says this, this is from 1 Samuel 16. It said, Samuel sat alone in the darkness of his home in Ramah. He had been weeping for many days. What would become of Israel now? Once again, the voice of God came to him. Samuel, how much longer will you go on mourning for Saul? I've rejected him as king, and now you must go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem? Samuel was surprised. It was a small village high in the hills, a place for shepherds and their sheep. Take a flask of oil and go to the household of Jesse. I have chosen a king from among his sons, and you must anoint him. Samuel was worried that Saul might find out and be angry, but he obeyed at once. When he arrived in Bethlehem, Jesse was astonished and afraid. Why had the great prophet of Israel come into his humble home? Was some disaster about to happen? Don't be afraid, said Samuel. I come in peace. Bring your sons to me. Jesse had eight sons, and so he brought the eldest first. He was called Eliab, and he was very strong, tall, and handsome. This must be the one, thought Samuel. I'm just going to pause that there. And we thought... What we're going to do now as a church is we're going to choose some fine, fine leaders from our congregation. Leo and Ivy, can you go and get those boards for me? So it is going to require a little bit of discussion amongst you because we're going to do it a bit like a bit like a nomination and voting system. That's great. Can you lay it on the floor there for me? Leo, can you bring the others? Okay, so the first person we're looking for... We're going to look for someone, we're going to go with strong first, okay? If we're going to have a leader in this congregation, we need someone strong. So you have now got a minute with the people around you to have a think about who is in this room, and you're going to nominate me someone who's strong, okay? Have a look around, have a look, who's got muscles, who can lift a good few chairs? Someone strong. Do you want to go and discuss with granddad if you want? Do you want to go and discuss with granddad? So you can help out? Someone strong. Okay, time's up. Someone, we're looking for someone tall, muscly, strong. Has anyone got anyone they can nominate? You sir, you've been nominated. Could you come up please? Thank you very much. Okay, so this is one of our potential candidates. If you could... Play, exe- see. Could you please hold that in front of you? You can just stand over near the back there. It's Thank you very... Is it a bit heavy? <laughs> Maybe not chosen the best one. Okay, what, what are we going to...
0: Sorry, tell us all your name and why you are so strong. What kind
1: of things can you do? I eat lots of spinach. <laughs> My name's Jonathan. Um, I do lift weights at home, actually. Amazing. A good candidate, a good candidate. Okay, the next one we're going to go for, again, you're going to have one minute to discuss. We want a nomination for someone really clever. Big brains, can do sums. Okay, discuss, everybody. Someone really clever. Amazing. you want the cleverest person in the room. Uh, Okay, Rob, Rob, you've been chosen. Come up, Rob. There we go, Rob. Rob, can you tell us what's the cleverest thing you've ever done? Oh, it must be married my wife. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we
1: need to find someone else. <laughs> Apparently we need to find... Okay, the next one we're looking for, I think we'll go for this one. If if we're going to have a leader, then, you know, people are going to be looking at them. They're going to be representing our church. So I think we need someone who's stylish. Okay, have a think. Who's the most stylish person in the room? Most stylish person. Have a look at people's outfits. Look, look at their hairdo. Rachel, come on then. Come up, Rachel. I think Rachel should give us a spin. Yeah, do we agree? Pretty stylish. Fantastic. Thanks, Rachel. Okay, our next nomination, we're looking for someone brave. Someone really brave. Another discussion, take a look around. Oh, not much discussion. Maybe we don't have a brave church. Is she in
0: here?
1: Is she here? Where's Irene? Irene, you've been nominated. I mean, there's not, there's not many of us who have lived for 40 years in Brazil, have we? So, pretty brave. Come on, Irene, up you come. Thank you, Irene. Look at this. So we've got, Leo and Ivy, can you move out of the way so everyone can see them? So we have got four excellent nominees to be leaders for our church. We've got someone who's incredibly strong, someone who's incredibly clever, Incredibly stylish and incredibly brave. What do you think? Amazing, right? Exactly.
0: So in the story, this is kind of, I mean, we've obviously changed quite a bit here, but it's kind of what happens. Samuel arrives and he says to Jesse, okay, bring out your sons, um, sons and daughters today. Okay, bring them out and I'm going to go down the line and God is going to say, yes. That's the next king. So, goes to the first one, let's imagine, and he's thinking, wow, super strong, surely going to be the next king, muscles, can tear lions apart, this is the one. God, what do you say? Oh, sorry, you can go sit down. Sorry, I'm so sorry, we, we built your hopes up and we dashed them, but at least you're strong that's fine okay so feeling a bit you know hot under the collar Samuel moves to the next one ah clever someone with good brains good ideas someone who could definitely run a country organize an economy sort out a Brexit deal perhaps maybe so this could be the one God is this that oh I'm so sorry um you can take your brains and go sit down sorry about that sorry sorry Okay, it's kind of moving on. Okay, well, stylish is important. Stylish is really important for a leader. We want someone that people will follow, that kind of as they're heading into battle, they're adjusting their armour to look the same. So God, is this the one? Oh. (laughs) 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 Wow. Sorry. (laughs) Little Simon Cowell down here booted you off. (laughs) Ah, but okay, God, there's another one, it's fine, everything's okay, because there is a brave son here, someone's really brave, someone who will stand up to the enemies of the country, who will stand up for what is right. God, is this the one? No. Oh. So, oh, oh, that feels worse, I'm sorry Irene. Sorry. And so we kind of end up with this awkward situation where Samuel's going, well, I I was pretty sure God was talking to me. This is really awkward because I've brought really expensive oil. I've kind of built up this idea that this, this dad's one of his sons is going to be king. So feeling a bit embarrassed says, well, is there anybody else? Like you must have a son somewhere else that you can go and pull out of the woodwork. And of course, Jesse says, well, actually there is just one more.
1: So let me finish the story. As we said, let me just find it. Mm -mm, Here we go. So Jesse had eight sons and he brought the eldest first. He was called Eliab and he was very strong, tall and handsome. This must be the one, thought Samuel. But then he heard the word of the Lord softly whispering like the wind in his mind. Do not be deceived by appearances, I'm not impressed by height and good looks. No, I look deeply into the heart. So Samuel asked to see the second son, Abinadab, and he too was striking and powerful. Not this one, said the Lord. And so Jesse presented all his sons one by one, but God did not choose any of them. Samuel was troubled. Have you any more sons, he asked. Well, yes, said Jesse, but there's just the very youngest one left. He's out in the hills looking after the sheep. Fetch him, said Samuel. I will not eat with you until I have seen him. So a message was sent to the boy. David came running down the hills, jumping over a stream, tumbling and laughing. He had no cares in the world, and he arrived with messed up hair, his cheeks glowing from the wind and the sun. Samuel looked at him and heard God's voice. He is the one. Samuel was filled with joy, and to the boy's amazement, he took out the small flask of oil, poured it on his head, and anointed David, the shepherd boy as the future king of Israel. And the key part that we're looking at in this story here is when God says, do not be deceived by appearances. I am not impressed by height and good looks, or we could add lots of other things in there as well. Dress sense, strength, all of those things. No, I look deeply into the heart.
0: Brilliant. And uh, I love this story. I've, I've got a real personal connection to this story for a, a few reasons. Obviously, I'm called Samuel. My middle name is David. You can see the little link there. Um, but also, I'm one of six children. I'm one of five sons. Okay, and if I'm honest, if uh, if Samuel was to turn up at our house and crown one of us king, I definitely would not be the one that was chosen. I'm not the tallest. I'm not the best looking, so I'm told. Uh, I'm not the cleverest. I'm not the strongest, I'm not the most muscly. And so actually, if anyone in here has grown up with lots of siblings around you, you can sometimes feel a bit inferior. Has anyone ever felt that? Or is this just me doing kind of personal counselling? Anyone else ever felt that? No, just me, fine, that's fine, that's great. <laughs> At least God loves me. Uh, no, but honestly, you can get this sense of, oh, I'm just one of many. Oh, I'm not as strong. I'm not as brave. And this is a great story for stripping all that stuff away. All those insecurities that we, we will all carry in life about people around us. I'm not the cleverest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the bravest. I'm not the kindest. I'm not the richest. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And actually, what this story is about is who you are. And it's about the heart inside the person. So despite maybe not being the best at certain things out of my siblings, I have had the most incredible life so far. I've been so blessed. I've been walking with God for many years now. And I've seen how God can work even with someone who is not the most at everything. And it's an absolute testimony for all of us here today. When God is uh, telling us in his word about how he chose David because of his heart, he's talking about how we are chosen as well as members of his kingdom. It doesn't matter if we don't qualify based on earthly qualifications. We all qualify because of the hearts he's given us if we just open them to him.
1: Okay, so what does this mean for us as a congregation? What about our hearts? And again, I think it's really, really like an amazing chance at the minute as our building is filled with mortar and dust and dirt everywhere. We're looking forward to our church having new rooms, a new layout for us to be able to engage with the community. But first, before that, God isn't really interested in our building, he's interested in our heart. So we're just going to spend a little bit of time now discussing amongst ourselves what, what is in our heart. If Jesus was to look in our heart this morning, what is there which would make him want to use us? What is there that is going to reach out of this building and reach the people in our community? So Sam, can you go and grab the t-shirt that we brought? Yeah, stick it on. We've brought a t-shirt. We've drawn a heart on it. And there is a reason. This is meant to be an all-age service. So we want you chatting together in groups where you have people of different ages. Quite often in all-age services, either we have little children that we're trying to hush and make them be quiet, or we have the other end of the scale, the adults who are feeling like it's a little bit too aimed at the children. But this is all age. Jesus is interested in all of us. He's interested in what is in all of our hearts. So we're going to spend maybe three or four minutes discussing in groups about what is in our heart. If Jesus was to look in your heart this morning, what would he see that he wants to use? You're going to write those things down on pieces of paper, and in a little bit of time, we're going to come up and we're going to pin them to Sam's chest. Well, actually to the t-shirt. <laughs> Don't actually pin them to his chest, unless you have a personal vendetta against him. just jab a pin in. Uh, Maybe that's just me. Okay, Um, we'll leave that. Okay, so does everyone understand what we're doing? You're, You're thinking, you're talking to the children about what are those things in your heart that you know Jesus would want to use. Maybe you are someone who is really hospitable. Maybe you just have so much love for Jesus and you just want to tell people about Jesus. Maybe you think actually you're a really kind person. Or maybe you think you're a very generous person. What is it in your heart that Jesus can use? Ivy, can you go and help Grandad hand out the pieces of paper? Brilliant. So we're going to come round with some pieces of paper and pens. If you want to help us, if you know that you're in a group, then come to us, grab a piece of paper and a pen, because it might take us a while to get them around to you all. Okay, if we can just bring our conversations to a close. This is absolutely amazing, looking at all these words here. Just stick them on the floor under the chair. This is nipple. Get it right there. Leah, give him his other half a biscuit. He wants it sit on the chair. He have to take his blanket off. He can't get his hand in his mouth. I'll take him there, Mr. Thank you. Okay, fantastic. Yay. I have to say, I feel like my mum found it really therapeutic to stab needles in Sam. Right, I'm going to read out some of these things. So when Jesus looks into our heart as a church, he sees these things. Joy and willingness, compassion, friendship, prayer, um, love, help, lots of compassion, helping the lost, being kind to others, languages. Kindness, football, pizza. Kindness, football, pizza. Kindness, football and pizza. (laughs) Music, empathy, availability, that's a really key one. Loads of friendship, more compassion, looking out for other people, prayer, community-minded. Somewhere for teenagers to go. Somewhere for teenagers to go, yeah, I like that. Hospitality, teamwork, creativity. Love that one. Musicality, love for others, teaching, thankfulness. Oh, what's in the armpit? A heart for the broken. (gasps) heart for the broken. Now, this is just incredible. Now, can you just raise your hand if, while you were talking with your group, were you just amazed by the absolute depth of talents, gifts, and just heart that we have in this church? Because I really am, when I read this. And we felt really, really challenged when we were praying and thinking about um, what little message to bring this morning. We just felt really challenged that this message is for every single one of us. It's for any of us who have ever sat in a church service and had a bit of a grumble at the back of our mind that maybe something different could be done in the church, or why isn't the church doing this, or why does the church do that instead of that? And, oh, do you know what? I really think that the church could be doing more of this. Actually, This is who we are. And so if there is something that you feel that the church could be doing for our community, then maybe the reason why it's not yet being done or it's not yet being done in the way that you think it could be done, it's because God's seeing your heart and he's waiting for you to be the person to bring that message to the people outside. And that's a huge challenge. Like I know for me, I feel like my life is so busy all the time. I feel like I'm doing six million things and I'm not really doing anything of them very well but actually it's still down to me to be looking outside at what people need at what people want at how people need to be cared for and me being able to bring that to them and it's the same for every single one of us and we see that in the story as well Actually, lots of people would have thought that Jesse's brothers were far more capable and far more up to the task of leading Israel than David. And we look around a church like this and we can point at dozens of other people who would be far more capable and far more talented at leading the church than us. But God still looks at your heart and still chooses you for the task that is ahead Um, which is incredible, a daunting, daunting challenge, but incredible as well. And he will always be there with us for that.
0: I feel a bit silly in the t-shirt. Okay, that's fine. I'm gifting this t-shirt to the church. Okay, so you can have it on display somewhere really obvious. (laughs) Okay. And now I've said it in front of everyone, you kind of have to do it. Okay, so, uh, no, but... In all seriousness, it's a really good physical example of just how many people in our church have a heart to do amazing things. So just to kind of re-engage with what Sarah's just said there. So let's, let's do it. Let's just get up and do it. We don't need to ask. For certain things, we need to ask permission. Other things we can just get on and do other things we can just get out there, love, serve, bless in in loads of different ways. If it's something a bit more formalized, of course we go to the leadership, we speak with them and we think about how we can make that work. But there is so much more, so many more small actions that we can be doing as a church to bless our community on top of the amazing stuff that we're already doing. We've heard amazing testimonies this morning from Jenny and and others about what the church is already doing, but we can be doing even more. Okay, so just to help us solidify this in our minds, okay, so we've been hearing about how uh, man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. I thought, should we just play a quick game to finish? Yes is the only answer. Should we play a quick game to finish? Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Okay, so... Um, For this, if you are able, I would like you to stand up, please, where you are. It's a game for everyone to play. You don't have to do anything uncomfortable or silly, I promise you, okay? So, we've got three actions for this game. In fact, I'm going to stand on a chair. I've received health and safety training, don't worry, okay? Okay, so for this game, you've got three actions. One of them is this, hold up, please. One of them is this, everyone do this. Okay, man looks at the outside, yeah? So that's what that represents. Okay, the next action is this. But God looks at there. okay, and the third action is this. God looks at the heart. Okay, so man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Okay, so here's how the game works. I'm going to turn around, we'll have a little drum roll. Sarah will say, choose your action. You've all got to choose this or this or this. And then when I turn around, whichever action I'm doing, you're doing the same action as me, you are out. Mm-hmm. Brutal, no second chances. I don't want anyone do this when I turn around. Okay. Make your choice and stick with it. Okay, well I'm quite practice. Okay? So you're you're going to choose either this this or this individually
1: okay okay and the way we're going to do it is i'll do a drum roll you can join in as well on your legs and i'll say three two one and then you do your action does everyone understand so it's three two one action not three two action three two one action okay you ready Okay. Well, that was the
0: practice, though, so you get to join back
1: in. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> ah, you thought you were lucky and got to be out.
0: Some people definitely put themselves out there. Okay. Okay,
1: you ready? Drum roll. Three, two, one, go. Ah. Oh,
0: if you did that, you are out of here. Sit down.
1: Okay. Sam, turn around again. Remaining people, drum roll, please. Three, two, one.
0: Oh, I knew it. I knew it.
1: Okay. Okay, you ready? Drum roll. Three, two, one.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: Okay, if you were looking at the outward appearance, you're out. I'm oh. Okay, I'm fine. Okay, ready? Drum roll, please. Three, two, one.
0: Yay! Still Who's still in?
1: Who asked if you're still in? Oh. Okay, ready? Drum roll. Three, two, one. Oh. Oh, not so clever, Rob. Not so clever. Oh. <laughs> I'm
0: so sorry. Okay, final one. And if you're in after this, you are a winner. No prize, you're just a winner. Okay.
1: Drum roll. Bigger drum roll. Bigger drum roll. Three, two, one. Okay, brilliant. Okay, I'm just going to pray and then I'll hand back over to Will, to the worship group. I'll hand back over to the worship group. Okay, let me just pray. Father God, we thank you so much for our church family. We thank you that we are all able to be here together, Um, young and old. We are all one family. And we thank you so much for that. And we just praise your name that in this room alone, um, there are so many amazing qualities in our hearts that you can use to bless the people in our community and to bless each other. And Father, we pray that we would take on the challenge Of us not just looking at other people, not just looking at other people's outward appearance and their gifts and talents and thinking that they are the ones to make a difference, but actually to allow you to look in our hearts and to use us. We just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to love you more and to love other people more. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.